0: This is an RNZ podcast.
1: Television has changed. In fact, television is, is just an old-fashioned term now. No one talks about television anymore, and free-to-air television is withering and dying. That was the former TV3 star host Paul Henry on RNZ's Checkpoint recently, talking about the decline of the medium which made him famous and rich, free-to-air TV. But just a few days later, a TV show that had just aired free-to-air in the UK was being talked about an awful lot in the media here. Prince Harry has given a candid interview alongside his wife Meghan in a new docu- documentary. It aired in the UK yesterday to mixed reviews. As the couple talk about struggling with the limelight and constant media attention since the beginning of their relationship. For a more in depth look, we're joined by royal correspondent Victoria Arbiter. Good morning, Victoria. Good morning. TBNZ's breakfast show last week, the day after Megan and Harry, an African journey, aired in the UK. And on the same day later on News Talk ZB, Heather Duplessis Allen had the same royal reporter on about the same
0: show. Victoria Arbiter, by the way, is next to talk about Harry and Megan
1: and how sorry we feel for them right now. Well, that was sarcasm and not sorrow there from Heather Duplessy-Ellen, one of many in our media, it seems, with a pretty low opinion of the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle.
0: Victoria, what are these two thinking? Well, uh, that, in the is, that there is the million-dollar question, and it's interesting, actually, because there's been a very mixed reaction.
1: Victoria Arbiter, by the way, is the correspondent on the UK royal family for the US-based network CNN. And she's also the daughter of Dickie Arbiter, who's made a long career also out of talking about the royals in the world's media. Royal reporting, like royalty itself it seems, also passes down the generations. And last week, Victoria Arbiter went on to tell Heather Duplessy-Ellen this about that headline-making British TV documentary.
0: I think you would have to have a heart of stone to not look at these two and feel an element of sympathy. But of course, this is not the royal way we are accustomed to.
1: But Heather duplessy Allen wasn't the only one in our media who didn't sympathise. On TVNZ's Seven Sharp show, Hilary Barry psychoanalyzed Harry and Meghan like this. And I'm no expert, but you know when you're in a relationship, sometimes one of you will be down and the other is there to pick you up. And cheer you up and help you. And I feel like they are both heading down the rabbit hole together of negativity and woe is me. And Mm -hmm. they need to be picked up. They just need to, oh my goodness, Mm, you know, they have such a privileged life.
0: mm.
1: I'm sure it's hard. I'm sure, I I have no idea how hard. I'm sure it's hard, but come on. Now that chit-chat on 7 Sharp was actually advertising the documentary on TVNZ1 last Monday, which gave us all the chance to see what it was that our media front people
0: were so uptight about. As this journey wore on, another human story emerged. of a man still wrestling with the legacy of his background, of his birth, and the tragic death of his mother. Every single time I see a camera, every single time I hear a click, every single time I see a flash, it takes me straight back.
1: Megan and Harry, an African journey, was built on ITV News reporter Tom Bradby's exclusive access to the couple on their recent tour of South Africa, Angola, Malawi and Botswana. And as it turned out, the programme wasn't entirely focused on the unhappiness of the royal couple.
0: This is Cape Town. One of the world's most beautiful playgrounds. If you're rich and largely still if you're white 50 years later the sheer presence here of a mixed-race couple at the heart of the British establishment is to many a beacon of hope and change she's our African princess because she's the first one of uh, color in the in the royal house and that makes us really happy It's quite a struggle when you grow up as a mixed-race child. Either you're not white enough or you're not black enough.
1: But when the doco did zero in on balancing royal public duties and private lives, Tom Bradby found common ground with them like this.
0: Last year, I had to take some time off work to wrestle with my own mental health issues. And as I watched Harry here, it was obvious to me just how much pressure he felt under...
1: Interesting stuff, which led Tom Bradby to end Megan and Harry, an African journey, with this open question.
0: If taking it one day at a time does not prove enough, if this is existing, not living,
1: what then? But that didn't move Mike Hosking on News Talk ZB the next day. For some, no matter what your advantage in life, it is all about the attitude. Even in the most gilded of existences, misery and woe is still at hand, if you don't care to see beyond yourself. Mike Hosking described the royal couple as simpering, the Duchess as an airhead, and Prince Harry as flaky. And as a couple, he said, they simply weren't as stoic as senior royals need to be. And while he was at it, Mike Hosking also had a dig at TVNZ and free-to-air TV for being late to the party on this programme. What a remarkable thing it has been in this day and age to... Know of a documentary's existence for well in excess of a week for it to be one of the bigger talking points globally, but for us here at the bottom of the world to have to wait for the ship to dock in the port and for the horse to grab the film reel and transport it to the state broadcaster for last night's viewing. And you wonder why linear television's in the trouble it is. But there, Mike Hosking was way behind his wife, Kate Hawksby, on the same network. A full week earlier, she'd given the royal couple a similar slagging for what she called un-British hypocrisy. But what they've also done here is tried to portray themselves as victims. It's very 2019, yes, but it's not very royal. Well, it's also very 1981 to 1997, Kate Hawksby could have added. Prince Harry's mother was living proof that a woman marrying into royalty from outside royal circles could quickly become miserable and suffer years of criticism for an insufficiently stiff upper lip. In spite of all the privilege she enjoyed, she even died with the press and the paparazzi in pursuit. So apart from their apparent lack of empathy and their surfeit of spite, there's one other thing these talk radio commentators, criticising both the current royal couple and the medium of free-to-air TV, have in common. All of them were big names on free-to-air TV here in the past, but not anymore. Is it really a coincidence that they turn quite so cranky when they see celebrities on the screen who prove that you really still can pull a big audience on old-fashioned national television?